was so apparently music is just not going to work today good afternoon and welcome to episode 303 of the other ground live i'm passive j i have no clue what's going on with that which is disappointing because i plan on playing music for you guys but i try, tried clicking on a couple of them and they are just not working out so i don't know what's going on let's try one more th to see what happens oh now it's gonna work I feel like I should play a little bit of a little bit of the intro music just to make sure, just to make things okay. <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's the intro music that doesn't want to work. It seems like everything else seems to be working just fine. See, if I click on this one. Yeah, see, that works just fine, doesn't it? Yeah, anyway, so yeah, apparently the music is working, just not my uh, intro music, so we'll have to look into that. If I remember correctly, it didn't work yesterday either, which is why I started playing uh, weird music instead of the intro music. But regardless, it is Thursday. Oh, April 1st, 2021. My least favorite holiday. It's not even a real holiday. It's just an excuse for people to be dumb. Uh, although this year, I did not notice too much of that going on. Uh, in past years, I just despise April Fool's Day. It's just stupid. You know, it's a one day out of the year where you can't believe anything you read on the internet. Yeah, and that's just not for me. But maybe it's for you. I don't know if you guys have any cool uh, April Fool's stories. You're more than welcome to call them in or type them out in the chat box. Um, that music I was playing was from a friend of mine's band back in like 2000 or 98 or 95. I can't remember when it was exactly, but it was quite a, quite a, quite a while ago. So, uh. And I enjoyed it quite a bit of time. I still like the song myself is nostalgic, but I have a feeling it probably wouldn't be considered all that great of music anymore. What do you guys think? We'll give you a couple little more seconds of it. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know how well that would do uh, not in today's music world, but back, God, I want to say like 98 probably or something like that. I think that's when they made that uh, CD. It was a CD, an actual CD. Remember that? Those things you held in your hand and you could look at? And, you know, it came with like the album cover so you could like see all the names of the songs. And sometimes they even printed the lyrics on it. That's pretty rare. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't have that shit anymore. Not anymore. It's all digital, which I don't mind because I uh, don't buy music anyways. I, I stream it through Spotify. So the concept of CDs is, you know, not really necessary anymore. We talked about that the other day. No one listens to like the entire album anymore. It's just a couple songs. That's kind of how I'd always been. So I didn't mind moving to the streaming or the individual song uh, style that came later on. But I do kind of miss CDs. It's kind of cool to have all, you know, just show people your CD collection. I didn't have one, but like one of my buddies had a ridiculous CD collection. He had like 300 CDs, which was 
which seemed at the time to be every cool CD in the world. <laughs> yeah, me not so much. I, no, I only had, had a couple of them. Uh, I believe my first CD was Rage Against Machines, uh, Killing in the Name of CD. The, uh, I remember playing that many a day. I had a 78 uh, Cutlass, what was it called? Uh, yeah, 78 Cutlass Supreme. Uh, that I had wired an, a Ford CD player into. Actually, not me, a friend of mine. I wasn't really good at that, all that wiring shit. But I was impressed when he figured that out because clearly <laughs> that was not meant to be. Uh, uh, I think it was a Ford CD player for, out of a Ford Probe or something like that. Uh, but I thought it was really cool, bumping along, bumping along. God, I don't even know what kind of speakers they would have had back then. They were the original speakers on a 78 Cutlass, so I mean, they couldn't have been that great. I didn't care though. I had a CD player and Rage Against the Machine. I just played that fucking CD over and over and over and over again. Um, thinking about it, I know I had that one because I only had a couple in my entire life because I, I was didn't have the money for CDs when they were popular. Uh, only only became lower middle class later on in my life. <laughs> Another one that I had was a Vulgar Display of Power and Pantera, obviously. And I listened to the shit out of that one. I was working at a uh, gas station at the time, at, like a night shift. I, I I want to say like 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. or something like that. And uh, I, I just listened to Pantera's vulgar display of power over and over and over again because that's the only CD I had. <laughs> I'd lost my uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine CD by that point. So I'm really glad it went to the streaming thing. If nothing else, I can't keep track of the few CDs I had. <laughs> uh Cutlass Supreme was such a good car. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It was a piece of shit car. I paid $500 for it. Um, it, it, it seemed better days, but uh, it builds black. Um, had like, I think, a 305 in it. It, it. it wasn't super fast or anything like that, but I, I liked it. It was it was a great car for the money. Um, eventually, something in the suspension broke on it, and I got another cheap car while uh, my buddy bought the engine off me for like 50 bucks because <laughs> he'd recently been because uh, because uh, he had had a Camaro that had blown uh, the engine on it so the engine he was I gave him to put in was not nearly as good he had like a 327 in his but he took my little 305 um, put it in his Camaro did the you know souped it up the best he can uh, got it running again picked me up for, uh, for to take a ride in it and we got rear-ended at a uh, stoplight sign a stoplight rather by some old lady some old lady that couldn't control her car because she said oh my leg gave out she <laughs> neither of us were seriously injured but it fucked the car uh, by the time the uh, accident was over the bumper of uh, the camaro was touching the back seat of the uh, <laughs> of the uh pass you know of the rear uh, passenger thing it crushed the rear end of that shit um and he was so mad because he knew the car was fucked as, as, right out, as soon as the accident was over. It's, it, he, they hit us hard enough to slide us into the car in front of us. Luckily, not that hard. But um, So he got out swearing he's going to beat whoever's ass it was. <laughs> he get, He's starting to get out. He looks into the rearview mirror. He's like, fuck, why has it got to be a fucking old lady? Because <laughs> obviously you can't beat up an old lady. And she just kept on saying, oh, I'm sorry, my leg gave out. He, he kept on saying, well, then you shouldn't be driving if your leg gives out. Jesus Christ, which I agree, you know, um, I think there's a lot of, um, 
a lot of people uh, out there of the elder age that probably shouldn't be driving anymore. There's tons of them that are just fine, obviously. I know tons of old people because of my job, and most of them are just fine. But on the other hand, almost all of them at some point needed to stop driving. Uh, since I work at a country club with rich people, normally that gets taken care of at a certain point. You know, if nothing else, the kids decide that they don't want their parents driving around anymore and they set something up. But occasionally you have, you know, old people uh, who have no kids or kids don't give a shit and no one takes care of it. And so we see, you know, uh, I've seen members drive up onto the sidewalk. Members have hit the side of our building. One member ended up on the fucking uh, putting green, which is a good two, three hundred at least 200 feet from the circle driveway. Uh, one of our, one of our old, older members uh, stops her car at five miles an hour by throwing it into park <laughs> every single time. And you'll see her, you'll see her car just rock back and forth a couple times, but you know, they can, uh, they can uh, afford to buy a new car after they fuck their old one up, I guess. Um, that Supreme would have held up. Yeah, it would have. If I, uh, I don't remember what was wrong with the suspension, uh, but it was a lot of money to fix it. It was actually cheaper for me to buy another cheap car instead of fixing the Cutlass. Uh, and I'm not sure if 78 is like the greatest year for a Cutlass, uh, but it, it got me where I needed to go. The, steer, uh, the steering wheel was kind of scary. Uh, it had kind of like a loose linkage. So um, you could like wiggle the steering wheel back and forth a little bit and it wouldn't do anything, <laughs> which made it kind of a, more of an art than a skill driving it because you just kind of you know turn the wheel what you were kind of guessed would be enough to turn it the direction you wanted to go <laughs> and and you you were not getting any quick uh, reflex driving done on it because like i said you could twitch it back and forth and it didn't do anything you could, yeah, i could move it the steering wheel like maybe an inch for uh on either way off of off center before it did anything uh car had lots of problems but it was cool it's not my favorite car like that my favorite car like that is i had a 72 t-bird uh, and I've told you guys about that before. That's just a fucking great car. I had a 460 in it, uh, 460 cubic inches of not much power. Well, 72, it wasn't bad. It had a fair amount of power and, and it had a lot of torque. Uh, the issue being the car was super duper heavy. Uh, 72 uh, Thunderbird is a two-door car that really should have been a four-door. Four door. The hood was like an acre. It was like an acre of hood. Um, just look up 72, uh, 72 uh, Thunderbird uh, if you curious as to what i'm talking about and that one was also a piece of shit because you know i think i paid 800 dollars for that one uh and drove it for about a year and a half two years uh luckily for me that was the car i owned when i became uh, briefly homeless and lived in and lived in my car which was good because while i couldn't uh you know spread out the it despite the fact that it was a very wide car i still couldn't like sleep in the back uh, seat spread out i basically had to um I ended up in the front seat most of the time, cause, but but between the back seat and the trunk, it held everything I owned with room to spare. Because <laughs> it turns out when you're 16 uh, uh, and you're emptying out your uh, everything you own to leave your house in a quickness and in the garbage bags, it only took like two and a half, maybe three, two, yeah, two garbage bags <laughs> to put everything I owned, uh, and that was almost all clothes and stuff. Uh, you don't think about that when you're a kid; that you don't really actually own all that much. <laughs> Everything I, everything I thought might have been mine was actually not mine. It was my parents. So it's like I couldn't, didn't take my bed or any furniture or anything like that, which is why everything I own fit into two garbage bags. Jay, who won the, ba the base giveaway from forever ago? 
I honestly can't remember the guy's name. And we ended up actually, instead of giving him a base, once we figured out how much shipping would cost and this, that, and the other, uh, it's, it seemed kind of pointless to, to send on the base. Uh, it was going to be a pain in the ass, so I gave him cash instead. I think we gave him um, about $300, I think, $325, I think it ended up being. So I still got the fucking base. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but uh, that was a good time. The uh, For those who don't know, we did a, a music uh, contest to... Um, we were looking for a theme for the the show. Uh, and uh, we had a whole bunch of people put like in different uh, songs that you know that they made themselves, and we ended up picking this one guy. And ironically enough, I don't have the music for that. That was something that Ryan was taking care of. So when he left, he took that music with him, which was the intro to the show that you guys heard before episode one sixty. Um, it, it wasn't bad, you know. Uh, Ryan cut it up so much that you really couldn't hear much of a song. He was concerned because the guy used like a riff from uh, Walk This Way as part of the song. Um, and uh, Ryan decided that would be a bad idea. As it turns out, it doesn't really matter because it's not like this is a professional show that someone's going to come at with copyright kind of shit. <laughs> but I guess that's an abundance of caution. All right, why don't we go ahead and swing on over to uh, Yahoo and see what they're talking about today. Uh Yahoo News, source of everything newsworthy. Not really. I go, we go, we do this every day. I go look at the shit and tell you there's not much going on that we want to talk about because we don't talk about fucking uh, politics and we don't talk about religion. Wheel of Fortune contestant loses over technicality and fans aren't having it. Ah, fuck it, why not? That'll probably take about two seconds, right? Wheel of Fortune fans get a reminder of one of the most disliked game rules on Wednesday. While the show has been on the air for more than 37 years, the crossword puzzle format was only introduced in 2016, and since its inception, one rule has been the bane of most contestants and fans. Contestants. On Wednesday's episode, David Pedersen became the latest contestant to learn the rule the hard way. The, the crossword is a categorical list, often consisting of four words. When contestants answer, they are not allowed to say and before the last word on the list. Uh, given the common use of conjunctions, this rule occasionally costs contestants wins, even though they clearly solve the puzzle. In Pedersen's case, he answered soul, flounder, cod, and catfish. Uh, host Pace, Pat Sajak replied, no, I'm sorry, that is not right. And another contestant was able to solve the puzzle without the and. Well, isn't that kind of a non-issue? Really? I, I, I guess it's news. They put it on the news thing and I just read it to you guys, but it's amazing what will we'll, we'll end up as news now. Yeah, and I have nothing to say about that at all, so <laughs> that was a swing and a miss, right? Oh, uh, let's see. What else do we got? You know, uh, as always, if you guys want to call in and talk about stuff, you're more than welcome to. If you want to uh, type stuff out, I'll try to read it. But you guys know I'm not really good at reading the chat box. Um, for me, it wasn't a bad day, personally. My stomach hasn't been bad for a day or two. Yay. I ate like crap uh, during the weekend and didn't pay for it. So I was kind of uh, expecting some pain uh, yesterday. Wasn't too bad. No. Yeah. I keep on eating things that I think are going to fuck me up and they don't. So I'm, I'm starting to get cocky and I really need to not do that. 
uh, it was a workout day for me. I don't really barely work out anymore. Um, like I do yoga two days a week and I lift weights two days a week. And when I say lift weights, really, I'm just doing bench press and bent over rows and that's it. I, uh, I've kind of given up on trying to be big and buff or anything like that. I'm just trying not to lose anymore as I seem to whittle, wither away to nothing. My weight has been moving in that in a good direction. So uh, at some point, I think I might need to address that. But I'm going to ignore it as long as I fucking can. <laughs> but other than that, it's uh, here in Michigan. Today, it was opening day for baseball, which I believe it is for most of the places. I know some people have uh, slightly delayed because they didn't have a home game for the first day of the season. Um, it's also opening day for golf at the country club I work at. So there was a lot of dis- displeasure, excuse me, distress and displeasure when... Uh, Everyone woke up this morning and it was like 24 degrees out. <laughs> it'd been nice in Michigan lately. Like uh, when I went for my ride on Tuesday, it, it got up to like almost 60, 65. It's been in the 50s and 60s for the last week or two, really. Like the cold days were in their 50s. So the high today was only like 34. And it ruined a lot of people's days. Um, Detroit, I, Detroit has a really, really big thing about their opening day. Normally, it's a huge deal, like tons of people downtown that aren't even going to the game, just partying. And I don't know if it's like that if all, at all big cities. Uh, but uh, and Detroit's a pretty big sports city. They're really into their sports. Um, and this year, not so much, obviously. Uh, in addition to being cold as shit, which doesn't stop them, with all the COVID stuff, uh, a lot of events just didn't happen. Uh, I know they had bands at tiger stadium but i believe they restricted it quite a bit um but i'm sure the ones people that went still had fun uh here at the country club uh, opening day of golf did not go well at all (laughs) i assume there's probably a couple people out there playing golf as i've told you guys before there are some hardcore golfers that will play golf regardless of almost anything but high wind so the cold would not have stopped them. So I'm sure there's a couple of people out there getting their rounds in. But the vast majority of people are not going to go golfing when it's 34 and a, and a light snow. That was just disturbing. People were so surprised. Oh, my God, I can't believe it's snowing. Well, one thing, it's not going to stick because uh, it's been warm for like a week or two. I don't think I think the ground's still frozen, but it's not too far from being thawed out now. Um and two, it's fucking Michigan. Anyone who's lived in Michigan for more than one year has no excuse to be surprised if it's cold and shitty in April. Uh, there, there's snow on Easter, and that's not a really uncommon fucking thing to happen. You know? So it always amazes me when people get cold weather after a relatively warm spat. They act, they act like they forgot they lived in Michigan or something. but not much you can do about that. I imagine dining at the country club tonight will probably be pretty bad as well. Almost everybody wants to eat eat outside. Actually, no, that's not true. Our uh, reservations have been kind of 50-50. Half of them have wanted to be outside and won't eat inside at all, and half of them say it's too fucking cold to eat outside, and even with the heaters, we're going to eat inside where it's comfortable. We're concerned, uh, or at least I'm concerned, uh, because we're doing a Mother's Day event, uh, which isn't here at the country club, not going to be what it normally is. Normally, we, Mother's Day is quite possibly our biggest day of the year, at least as far as the dining room goes, because they have a Mother's Day brunch and a Mother's Day dinner. Mother's Day brunch will get about 300 people. Um, Mother's Day dinner will get about uh, 250 to 300. And we have events that serve more than that, uh, like some of our uh, big barbecues cap out at like 475, 500. 
but that's just you know for one event here for mother's day they're having two events so over the course of the day they serve a shitload of people well this year that's not happening uh they're not going to do the mother's day brunch uh at all we're just going to have a regular dining day for like a la carte lunch they're going to do a mother's day dinner event but they, they've set up weird staggered times where there's only so many slots open for so many different time periods um and we have to keep strict adherence to that uh and everything's going to be outside the entire uh outside thing and that's what may 6th i don't know i mean we like i said we do have heaters and stuff but that's gonna be fun to see how they pull that off that's not the norm obviously uh and they're gonna still try to make it as fancy as possible since uh, it's like it's considered an informal dinner uh i can tell you guys uh, the menu some other day but it looks like it's gonna be fairly good i that's one of the things that bothers me the most about my job is uh yeah and it's hard not to do this it because it's extremely easy to get jealous of rich people um (laughs) Because, you know, 99% of the stuff that I see uh, on the menu or get served and I tell you guys about, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, so I read about all these amazing things that the members are eating and uh, now going downstairs and have my employee meet, uh, meal, which is not the same thing at all. Uh, you know, and the same thing, like when you see uh, them driving up in their fucking fancy cars, because uh, I'm a big car person. I love cars. I'm not mechanically inclined at all. I can't work on shit. My hands are stupid, but I understand the concept. Uh, <laughs> for all that shit and I, and I really love cars uh, all kinds of cars classic cars exotic cars uh four-wheelers it's just pretty much all of them um and, and the members have some really cool cars not all of them a lot of them have like your standard rich person call a uh, ca- uh, car um like uh a bmw bmw is really super popular you see tons of the three five and seven series there a couple six series which are cool cars uh tons of audis um the next level up for that is porsche there's tons of porsche uh porsche is the number one pick by far for the members to have a sports car and it's also uh probably the number one pick for a uh, suv brand like if you see an suv it's probably one of their porsche ones um they seem to be more popular than the bmw ones uh we yeah, we have a caller let's see how this is gonna go see why do 7742 hello what can i do for you today Go ahead, caller. You're on. No? Come on. Last chance. Go for it. Uh, oh, well. At least you tried. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's a uh, case of a butt dial. That happens occasionally. People do not mean to call in. But if you meant to call in, call back. I'll talk to anybody for a little while. You guys know me. I'm lonely. Ah. <sighs> Um, oh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's hard not to be jealous of them. Uh, after the, after Porsche, uh, it, then it moves up to a uh, Ferrari, tons of Ferraris, uh, very popular car. Uh, the two door sport Bentley things are really popular as well, as well as the four doors, like the, some of the upper class members that get, that are getting on in years. Uh, Bentley is a really popular thing for the sedan. Um, don't see you see a lot of see a lot of uh, Mercedes as well. That's a, that's a really popular one. Uh, their sports car for the, a lot of the older gentlemen. Um, and then you see people who are just interesting stuff. Not as much as, as you would think from a rich person's club, but I guess they're not car people. Like one of the members at one point owned a uh, truck that had broken the land speed record for quickest uh, trip to the South Pole, which I guess is a thing because you know, they. Uh, 
it was a modified uh, Toyota Tundra, I think, uh, with a whole bunch of different uh, cold weather equipment, ridiculous tires. Um, and, and it might still hold the world record for it, but at the time, uh, it held the world record for the quickest uh, travel to the South Pole. Um, and it was neat looking. I mean, it was totally pointless. You know, we're in Detroit, not the South Pole, but... And uh, from what I understand, he, he owned it for about six months and then sold it. So he might have looked at it as more of an investment than anything else. But it was cool. Um, one of the members has one of those Lamborghini trucks uh, from like the 80s. Uh, <laughs> that's a hell of a thing. You don't see those anymore. So I always thought that was pretty fun. And a couple of the members have like, you know, um, classic cars, although not as many as you would think. Uh, one of my favorite members has. And, that, and this is what I like because this dude's not trying to impress anybody with his car. He has like a uh, mid-60s uh, convertible uh, Mustang. It's not a GT. It's just, you know, um, I, I, it might not even be an eight-cylinder. Um, it's yellow with a, with a brown leather interior, uh, like a pale yellow. And it's in perfect condition. And it's his car uh, that he's had since fucking, I think he said 1962. <laughs> um, um, and that it's just, and it's his favorite car. He has tons of other cars. Um, mostly Utarian. Now he doesn't like have a lot of pleasure cars. He has like uh, I think two different BMWs and a uh, Cadillac Escalade. Uh, but this is the car he, that, that's his fun car, and that's cool. I mean, everyone has their thing, and I kind of wish that some of these rich people were more into cars. Um, damn, I got still I got a story I can't tell you guys. <laughs> uh, because I, there's no way, there's no way I can do it. There's no way I can tell this story without letting out more information than I can. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see that there's a uh, new deal for um, apparel for the UFC? Uh, the Reebok thing is now done, and Venom is their new UFC apparel sponsor, which I'm not impressed to. Uh, but the problem that people are having with it right off the bat is when you look at the awards that they're giving to the uh, fighters, once you figure in inflation, it's actually less money than the Reebok deal. Because apparently between now and the Reebok deal, there's been about 10% inflation. So they were uh, giving out figures for accounting to inflation. You know, um, Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do the math in my head. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think I can do that math. <laughs> All right, let's swing back over to Yahoo. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. Am I the only one that's not impressed by all those Lego films that they did for a bazillion, bazillion different things? You know, like... Uh, Lego super Batman movie or all that good shit. I tried to get into it. It's, it's just, I, and I realized it's supposed to be kind of kid stuff. And to me, it was just way too kid stuff. I love superhero stuff. But I couldn't get into that. Speaking of superhero stuff, tomorrow is Friday, which means there's going to be a new episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And that also means there's going to be a new episode of Invincible, which so I'm already looking forward to that. Um, if you guys have been watching any of that you're more than welcome to call in and we'll talk about it um and now that it's thursday i think i can go ahead and talk about uh, last week's uh, episode of the falcon and winter, and winter soldier without spoiling it to, for anybody because it's been fucking six days right 
So yeah. Um, I've been enjoying the show quite a bit, but I'm catching things that were, you're like, eh, yeah, uh, yeah, that they're, where they're doing stuff just to serve the story as opposed to actual logic. Uh, first thing that I saw, um, then these, actually both the issues that I have and let, and let me, don't get me wrong. I'm going to say right off the bat, I like the show quite a bit. So uh, this is just kind of nitpicking stuff, but it's stuff that I noticed and it broke it for me. So I, I, you know, I was kind of annoyed. Uh, the first one being, if you guys remember the scene while, uh, where they're fighting in the semi, at one point, uh, uh, Falcon has his drone, Red Wing, uh, start shooting at the bad guys. And this is a mini cannon that had blown up a fucking helicopter uh, on the first episode, so it, clearly it's an effective weapon, and it doesn't hurt any of them, which is okay. Uh, you wouldn't think that'd be the case. The super soldier serum doesn't make you in, uh, invulnerable to bullets. Uh, but then later on, uh, that was confirmed when they left one of their guys behind to give them time to escape, and he got shot to death. So why were the bullets shot by whoever, you know, was trying to stop them effective when the bullets from Red Wing were not? Uh, that seems inconsistent to me at best. Um, the other one is not as uh, bad, but it's still something that irked me a little bit. The for those that haven't seen the fight, during the fight, basically, Bucky and the Falcon got their ass kicked for the most part. Uh, because there was like four or five or six, they're fighting like four or five or six people that had had the super soldier serum. So they were just as strong and had just as good of reflexes and all that good stuff as Bucky, who, whose superpower comes uh, from the super soldier syndrome serum as well, uh, in addition to having a cool-ass metal arm. Uh, here's why this annoys me. Bucky is an assassin who's been trained by Hydra for, what, since the 40s to kill people? Uh, he has, like, 60 years of training and experience on these fuckers, if not more. I don't care if they have the same strength. He's a trained killer, and they're just some dudes. He should have wiped up, wiped the floor with all of them. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's irksome. <laughs> I mean, I, I realize that they had to serve the story to have it go that way, but they Bucky is being done a grave disservice by uh, the writers in this case. Um, and someone pointed out that that seems, that seems to happen all the time when a bad guy turns into a good guy. Like, if you go back and watch the, uh, the Captain America and the Winter Soldier uh, movie, Bucky was badass. He was basically uh, as good, if not better, than Captain America. You know, when they fought a whole bunch of times, Captain did not really get the uh, better end of it. Uh, so you like he was or like just a fucking killing machine now since they made him a good guy uh, like he's gotten weaker and weaker every time we've seen him <laughs> and now that he's got his own show you know I realized he didn't have any guns or anything like that but neither neither of the people he was fighting he should have be able to smoke them especially when the, with the help of somebody else uh, Falcon on the other hand that's probably what would what happen to Falcon if you tried to tangle with a whole bunch of super strong people without realizing what he was getting into so that part didn't bother me as much and uh a lot of people are talking about the the U.S. agent, the new Cap Captain America, and how confusing it is for him to be able to stuff that he do the stuff that he's doing right now, because uh, like they show him bouncing the the shield off of five or six things and catching it and doing all that kind of stuff. And I pointed out that while they were introducing him, they said that he tested off the charts for all every test that they could give him physically and mentally. So um, basically despite not having the super soldier serum, he's uh, at peak human ability. And if you don't have a problem with Batman doing crazy ass shit because he's Batman, well then, then you shouldn't really have a problem with this dude being able to pull off what he's pulling off. Because yeah. after all, Batman is just a dude too. 
sorry, it's probably a little bit that much nerddom for you guys to delve into. I do apologize. Uh, oh, let's see what else we got today. I was looking at Bloody Elbow earlier, uh, which is my site for MMA stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. That's yeah, just the one I started reading after a while. Uh, I used to do uh, go to a website called uh, Cage Potato, which, which I like quite a bit, but it went under. I think there's not a ton of uh, MMA news sites left that aren't basically controlled by the UFC. Uh... Oh, yeah. Did you guys hear about uh, Nate Diaz getting a fight? Which I thought, I you know, I swear, I uh, um, never thought it was going to happen again. I thought he was basically done fighting. He was asking for way, way, way too much money. Um, and Dana White seemed to have no interest at all in uh, booking him in a fight. However, that has changed. Uh, a weird fight. An unusual fight. Um, uh, let me get back on there. Yeah, he's fighting uh, Leon Edwards. Uh Basically, and you know, on the undercard of the same fight where they're uh, filling the vacant lightweight championship with Chandler and fuck, who was the other one? Uh, I can't remember who he's fighting. It's uh, not Poirier or Ga or Gaethje, so it's not the correct person, anyways. Uh, but yeah, and the other thing they're doing is they're going to make it a five round fight, despite the fact that it's the co-main event, um, which is interesting. And probably favors Diaz because he's, you know, have has cardio for days. However, I think he's probably going to get his fucking ass kicked, to be honest with you. I've seen Leon, Edward, Leon Edwards fight. Um, I don't even think it's going to be a hard fight for him unless for somehow or another Nate manages to drag it into the championship rounds and just wears him out. But I don't see that happening. I don't see, I think this is going to be a, a two round fight, really. Which means, you know, making it five rounds is kind of pointless, but that's okay. Oh, let's see. What else do we got? <laughs> uh, let's see. Actually, let's swing over to Twitter for a second. Let's see what they're talking about over there. I don't follow a lot. I've told you guys before, I follow mostly MMA people on Twitter. Uh, I got, like I got Michael Bisbing on there. Um, let's see. I only, got, I only follow a couple hundred people. I'm not, when I, I think I have like, 300 people following me, so I do not have a large Twitter presence. I tried. I, you know, I actually started a, a Twitter for the, the show, and I used to like tweet, like, hey, listen to the show and stuff. But, you know, all of the, the people that were following me on uh, the the show's Twitter were the same people that are following me on my personal Twitter, uh, except for, you know, like, instead of having 300 people follow me, I had like 40. <laughs> and so I, it was kind of pointless. I really should uh, be more active with the show's Twitter. That's how you grow the show and all this good stuff. But obviously, you know, I've kind of, uh, I've kind of um, given up on growing the show. I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, for the longest time, I was hoping for this to be a professional show and, you know, grow and like become an actual thing. Cause I'd always wanted to do a, a good podcast. I've been doing podcasts since 2007, but none of them were really super popular. Uh, I've never been able to figure out how to grow, grow the audience all that much. And when it comes right down to it, I'm not very good at it. Yeah, as you guys can tell, I have a good voice, but and and I'm not trying to be arrogant about it. I've just been told that so many times. I guess it, I assume it to be true. It doesn't sound good to me. Uh, the thing is, I don't really have a lot to fucking say. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a super interesting person. I'm not super funny or anything like that. I can blather on to you guys because 
honestly, <laughs> at this point, the standards are pretty low. Uh, but in reality, this is well, is never going to be a big time show because I'm not that interesting of a person. I keep, I don't fill an hour with enticing content. Uh, I'd always wanted it to be an interview show. When we first started, that's what I was hoping. I wanted to get different people from the OG on to talk to them and stuff. And that worked for a while. Uh, but eventually, uh, everyone got bored with it. And I haven't had much luck in getting guests. So, as I mentioned, I don't think the show is ever going to go anywhere. Now I do it for uh, two reasons. One, it's become a habit. Um, I, I honestly consider not doing it anymore. Uh, I wasn't having fun with it. I'm not having fun with it. Uh, but it's become a habit. Uh, yesterday, uh, I almost didn't do the show. I was sitting there hanging out with my dogs. I was like, you know, it's not fun. Why am I doing it? But as I got closer to the show and closer to the show and closer to the show, I realized I need to do this now. Uh, if nothing else, it gives me a, a place to vent. I realized no one wants to hear people complain. I'm going to try not to do that too much. But I don't get to talk with people a lot. I, shit, uh, my wife, I don't see her <laughs> during the week, during the work day. Hopefully, this will change when she gets her hours done. But like right now, I don't even get to talk to her. She, uh, she, I'm in bed by the time she gets home, and I leave before she gets up. So I, I see her at work a little bit, but that's not too much. So I'm assuming that's a bummer for her, and it is a bummer for me. Uh, but And at my work, I don't really talk to people. People come up to my desk, we interact for a second or two, and they go off in their merry way. I don't work with anybody, so to speak. Uh, I know lots of jobs. People are on a crew, and they work with their crew. That's not me. Um, my job is a one-person job, and when I'm gone, the, the other person comes and does my job. We don't, we don't interact for more than a couple minutes. So uh, what I'm saying is Jake is lonely. <laughs> so I do need the show regardless of uh, how popular it's ever going to be. And besides which, I, Adam did say he's going to do the show on Saturday. It'd be kind of silly to uh, stop doing the show. <laughs> and maybe that'll be helpful. Uh, he's got a, a pretty good internet presence. And uh, he has been retweeting uh, my tweets talking about the show. So hopefully we'll pick up some people. Part of the problem is it's hard to grow something organically when you start with a small base uh celebrities don't have this problem so when they start a podcast they already have like a, a base of people that are going to listen to them whether their show grows from them is from there is a aspect of how good your show is but they at least have the chance to start it off if you're not a famous person and you're just starting off your show yourself you know it, it's hard to get your friends to listen to this shit much less strangers So, but that's okay. As, as I told you guys yesterday, I've given up on this thing being like a realistic thing. I'm just going to do it for shits and giggles now. If people like it, cool. If people don't like it, oh, well, you'll get fucking over it. <laughs> Speaking of getting over stuff, uh, I want to play a song for you guys, but I didn't have it ready yet. So we're going to do this thing where I talk. <laughs> and, uh, well, I try to do two things at once. Let's see how that shit works out because I had a song I wanted to play for you guys, but I didn't have the time to download it. I was busy spending time with my dogs. <laughs> That's what I've been doing a lot lately. Um, since I've been getting home at a reasonable time, I try to uh, eat my dinner and smoke as quick as I can so I can go sit with the dogs for about an hour or so before I have to do the show because uh, now that we're back to work, you know, they're alone, and we don't like that. We love our dogs. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I used to just run. I used to just run back here and, and take and you know start fucking around, looking on the internet, shooting shit with people. But lately, I've been decided I've been focusing more on uh, my dogs. <laughs> All right, let's see what we're doing here. I told you guys I'm going to play your song. I'm 
in the process. So now all I have to do is upload it to the good old uh, Podbean. I know some of you guys do this a lot easier way. Um, Juicer explained to me some sort of way to set it up with the equipment I already have, but I'm kind of dumb, so I didn't really understand what he was talking about. So we'll just do it this way instead. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys are a fan of this band, uh, but it's a big favorite of mine. And this is probably not, uh, probably my favorite song from them. I'm not sure if you guys were like it or not, but we'll see how it goes.
there you go. That is Primus's John the Fisherman. Uh, one of my favorite bands. I like quite a few uh, Primus songs. Um, wish I could play them. <laughs> I can't even come close. I've been fucking around with bass for about seven years, but I've never actually learned how to fuck with it, really. I play it on Rocksmith. So I, I can play along with songs really good, but you take away, like, the rolling tablature, and I'm fucking helpless. And uh, that one is a... Uh, song that i can't play regardless because <laughs> i have a I, for my little locksmith thing i do have a couple primus songs on there and like i can't even come close to playing them not even close there's different levels to things like uh bass can be pretty easy depending on the style that you're playing uh, like lots of punk songs the bass is ridiculously easy uh, but there's also songs where bass is just as hard if not harder than the guitar like uh primus being a good example that shit just that shit's crazy town <laughs> Uh, let's see i told you guys that adam's gonna be here saturday uh keep in mind it's he said 5 30 so we're gonna do a 5 30 show at 6 30 instead of 6 to 7 um that's only a half hour early so hopefully and it is on a saturday so hopefully you guys will be able to make it um I'm hoping to uh, have some interesting discussion with them, and I'm hoping you guys call in and ask them all kinds of questions. Just not involving me. <laughs> Which I'm sure is what's going to happen. Man, I'm looking through my Facebook today, and so many people are on vacation. Um, I'm surprised. I mean, I know a lot of people are not as concerned about the... Uh, coronavirus as others but uh i guess there's more stuff open than i expected like i know people that are like going down to florida um a couple of them are going to tropical places i couldn't tell you where i just all of a sudden you see like beaches starting to show up in their timeline special guests uh what's the question special guest though uh we have a special guest adam uh hunter on saturday um Tomorrow? I don't know. I'll try to find a special guest. Wouldn't that be awesome? I've been trying to get my wife to call in. I'm problem being now, she has a great excuse that she's at work uh, during the show. So she's not able to call in. Although apparently it's just fine to fucking listen. <laughs> ah. Yeah, work's, work's a bit of a weird place lately just because of all the uh, COVID stuff. Um, and like the board of directors takes it really fucking serious and there's been all kinds of correspondence coming out from them because some of the members are not taking it serious at all like yo um it's been a fight to keep people in masks when we're in a clubhouse uh they eventually had to put up little signs on all the tables in the lock in the locker room lounge that says no food and beverage service due to the uh due to the uh covid thing because normally, you know, some of the members don't want to eat in the dining room. They'll eat in the, like, grill room or they're eating in the lounge or the locker room. Um, and we can't do that because of COVID reasons. I'm not sure why exactly. But they were basically, so, you know, we all, so they try to put it in order for, um, you know, something to be dropped off in, in the uh, locker room where they're hanging out. And they, and they were told, no, 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 we, we can't do that. Yeah. So they just place the order and then send a locker room attendant to go get it and bring it back. So, so eventually we had to put like little signs on all the tables saying that you can't eat here right now. Um, Jay, have you seen the new OG yet? No, no, I'm, I, I haven't. I'm probably not going to. I, I'm think I'm done with that place. 
Um, so as the as the season goes on, it's going to be a battle, cause especially now that people are being vaccinated. Some of some of them are re- like really nonchalant about it. Oh, I'm vaccinated. I'm like, well, okay. Well, that doesn't mean you can't carry it to somebody else. And I don't know. Vaccines don't always work. There's always they say what well, they say. It's like ninety percent effective for a reason because ten percent of you are still going to catch that shit. So, uh, and in the bad for Jay news, uh, my boss decided the other day that uh, he no longer wants people to check themselves in with the little temperature thing. Uh, the first last year, that's what I did all year. They they walk up to my desk, I'd lean out of my window, hit them with the temperature thing, tell them what the temperature is. They write it down, all this good stuff. Uh, this year, they moved all that stuff over to a side window instead of a front window. So still my office, but like about eight or 10 feet away from me instead of right in front of me. And they were having people sign in there. But this year, they were just having them check themselves in. You know, uh, That went on for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, apparently, my boss got really... Uh, nervous about it because when i came into work yesterday he told me that i was going to be once again checking people in with their temperature which is neither here nor there but man i'm getting a lot of leg exercise now because i got to get up out of my chair every fucking 30 seconds it seems and walk over there and test somebody and while right now it just means i'm getting extra exercise once uh uh it gets busy there at the club this is not going to work uh it's just not going to uh it's like you can't have a two or three employees sitting there for four or five minutes because I got two or three members on the phone. I'm not going to put them on hold and check people in. And that's not what my bosses would work, would want rather. So uh, I don't know if they're thinking this through, but in the summer, like I'll have five or six people come up to check in at once. Uh, and let's say I get three members on, on hold and I'm, and I'm dealing with members for 10 minutes straight. There's three, like six or seven people's hanging out outside my office. Uh, and a lot of them are not front of the house people either. Like, cause they have basically everybody. So all the cooks, uh, all the bus boys, everybody, everybody comes in through my desk and some of them aren't supposed to be out there in, in, in the non COVID thing. These are, these are people that are never in public areas for the, the uh, club. Um, like the dress codes are different if nothing else. <laughs> uh, and, I. I, we have a new boss this year and I don't really feel comfortable bringing my problems to him. He's some, he's, I've known him for 17 years. He's been basically the assistant boss for 17 years. Now he's the big boss and he's a great guy. I like him quite a bit, but I don't like bringing problems to him because he doesn't, he doesn't act like he wants me to bring problems to him. Let's put it that way. <laughs> whenever, whenever I do, it doesn't work out the way I like. So I, for these sort of things now, I bring it to someone underneath him, which is probably what I should be doing in the first place. I, with the big, I had a different relationship with the big boss. The big boss was, was the one who actually hired me and I talked to him every day. And a lot of times I bypassed lower management when I maybe not should have, now, now that I think about it. Uh, but he was easy to talk to. And I I, uh, I appreciated being able to bring problems to him that I couldn't figure out. Uh, the new guy prob- probably should be, I should be going through the lower levels before I, I get to him. And I understand that, but I'm just so used to like talking to the big boss. Uh, so, um, I'm learning that's not going to be the new style. And that's okay. You know, I've been there for fucking 17 years. It's not like I'm going anyplace. So <laughs> I say that now. Watch it coming tomorrow. I'm fired. <laughs> Let's see. We've got a couple more minutes. I'm sure I can think of one or two things to talk about, right? What time is it? Oh, we got eight minutes. Yeah, that's plenty of time. Uh,. Unfortunately, I can't talk to you guys about the thing I most want to because I'm a firm believer in not talking about things too much before they happen <laughs> for multiple reasons. One, because it's bad luck. 
two on this day and age i'm sure you fuckers would figure out some way to fuck it up for me so <laughs> i won't be telling you guys about what about it for quite a while probably early to midsummer but i am excited about something so we'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah right now it's getting toward the end of the show that's when i start thinking about eating and going to bed uh after i do the show here the first thing i do is take my pills um nighttime pills i take a couple different medications to sleep and then like some some sort of tumac thing for joints and d and d3 for something else um but unfortunately two of the different medications i take you have to have food when you take it so i'm stuck in the unfortunate uh position of having to eat slightly before bedtime and that entire eating before bed thing is a uh, is a myth. When you eat, has no effect on your weight gain. You could eat just before you go to bed; your body's going to burn it the same way. Uh, your digestive system might not be as happy about it, but you're, it's not like it's not like eating before you go to bed makes you gain weight. That's that's a wife's tale. Here's why people think that: because people who eat before they before they just before they go to bed tend to be overeaters. Um. And that's why that myth came around because most people who eat healthily are done eating before then. And it, so, or most people in general have eaten all the calories they need by that point. So if you're eating before you go to bed, it's almost definitely extra calories. Uh, and it's probably not gonna be something super healthy. So between the two of them, the myth came about that if you eat before you go to bed, you'll gain weight. And that's just not true. Uh, and I'm testing that theory. <laughs> So I have a bowl of cereal. It's the least healthy thing I eat every day for the most part. Um, it's Cheerios, so it's kind of healthy, I guess, uh, with a bowl of lactate for lactose-free milk, uh, which is a godsend. Super-duper expensive, by the way. Uh, it's not easy to be uh, IBS, and it's not cheap to have IBS problems. I think like a, like a gallon of uh, lactose-free milk is like six-something. Luckily, I don't... Uh, uh, luckily, I don't have... Uh, much to drink except i don't drink milk so the only thing i use it for is a cereal so like a half a gallon will last me the entire thing and that's about it as far as like junk food i guess i mean i live i live off of huel which supposedly is healthy i mean if you believe their ads it's supposed to have all the vitamins and minerals and, and fiber and protein and everything that you need and i assume it technically does but uh from what i understand living off powdered food has its own set of problems so i only I drink 2,000 calories of Huel a day, but I also try to eat a meal at the club in between and a couple snacks here and there. So when I say I, I eat relatively healthy, well, the Huel is supposed to be healthy for you. And since I don't eat all that much other than that, well, then I'm inherently eating at least okay, as opposed to someone who's eating like nothing but pizza, like I used to, um, and burgers and, and fried foods. I, and I do eat that stuff occasionally. I'm not trying to eat healthy. I'm not. I'm just trying to eat whatever I can. <laughs> and it turns out like most of the unhealthy food fucks with my stomach. So I'm, I'm kind of limited to Huel. And, and when I say that, that's mostly because I'm a lazy fucker. Yeah, I could probably cook uh, a whole bunch of chicken breasts and things like that. And knowing what things I can and can't have, I could season it appropriately. But I don't like to cook. I'm lazy and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, so I'm stuck with the Huel and you know, whatever, whatever else I can eat that doesn't fuck up with my stomach. Although I have told you guys the last week I've eaten kind of shitty a whole bunch of times and it hasn't really hurt my stomach. The one that really surprised me, I rolled the, I rolled the dice on Sunday. Um, 
and uh, picked up some Little Caesars pizza, which is yeah, like the worst rock gut pizza you can have. At one point, Little Caesars uh, pizza sent me to the emergency room because my uh, IBS got so bad for it. But with the medication I'm taking and uh, some other things I'm doing as well, um, it didn't bother me at all. I mean, oh, granted, I, I had three pieces instead of a whole pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I didn't have any issues. Uh, like I said, part of it's the medication I'm taking. Part of it is the uh, mental attitude I'm trying to take as well. Because part of, uh, I'm saying part of a lot. Because some of IBS is actually mental. Um, it's stress-related, that sort of thing. And I've been trying to deal with my stress better. I don't know if it's working or not, but my stomach's been a little bit better lately. So hopefully I can continue to eat stuff that I like occasionally. <laughs> so, but even, but like, even when I was, when I said I was living dangerously, not really. Like when I ordered uh, Mexican the other day, I had steak tacos and shrimp tacos and I didn't have any salsa on it or anything like that because I didn't want to look it up to see if I could have it or not. So I just had them plain, and all that is is meat, and I can eat that just fine. Uh, I I really wanted to try the burrito my wife had. It was fucking awesome. I tried one bite, cold. I had tried one bite of a cold burrito, and it was fucking delicious. Um, I'm afraid to roll the dice on that because that has so many different things in it, and I wouldn't. And it's a big ass burrito, and I know I'd eat the whole thing. <laughs> so. Maybe next Sunday. Uh, my new thing is if I'm going to experiment with a food, it's got to be on like Sunday because that way if it fucks me up, I have a couple days to recover from it. All right. That looks like it's about it. We're going to call it a show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I mean, I could do the show without you, but it'd be kind of pointless if no one was listening to it, right? Uh, I want you... Oh, sorry. Kind of low energy today. <laughs> But anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening. I will be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock to do this shit all over again. I'm not sure why. Uh, until then, I'm Passive J. You guys have yourself a great day. Theme tune for the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. Fuck the OG. I wild. Eat. Check. Yeah.